Hey guys, welcome to this episode of STEAM of the Classroom. Today we have Brittany Ballou, and she's a STEAM teacher in Chesterfield, Virginia, and she teaches grades K through five. And today we are going to be chatting all about um, her STEAM classroom, and we're gonna compare hers and mine, and it's gonna be a great episode. So welcome, Brittany. Thank you, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and uh, we've actually been chatting for a while because I had some major technical difficulties, but that's fine. So we're ready to go. I feel like we're already friends. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Brittany, I want you to toot your horn, pump your tires. I want you to tell the listeners all about who you are and definitely talk about how you're a finalist for an amazing award. So tell us everything about you. Oh, goodness. I always find it so hard to talk about myself and make myself sound good. But um, I'm a K-5 STEAM teacher. Um, Prior to that, I actually taught gifted in math and science, and I always knew that I loved STEAM, and that's what I wanted to do full-time. And luckily, the positions opened up, um, and I was able to move right into one. And so it was really cool to go from teaching fourth and fifth graders to be able to teach all the kids K-5 in a school. And I feel like I'm able to build those relationships because I don't have the kids just one year, but I get to see them all the way through their elementary school career. And it's so fun because we get to teach through the engineering design cycles. So they get to be creative in my classroom and we just ditch the worksheets and apply what they're learning in an actual practical project mindset. And that's really neat for them because they get to see, oh, I'm learning long division, but how can this be applied to a building project? Or what career am I actually going to do with um, long division with in the future? Because they think that's just boring. Yeah. I'm sure they really appreciate being, you know. Right, for sure. And I think the teachers absolutely love it too because they see the balance of, yes, they need to know this is the steps and processes of doing it, but sometimes they forget that it's important for the kids not to know just those direct steps, but how can they apply it to the real world? And so it helps um, apply those projects and then getting the teachers to work on it in their classrooms as well has been a lot of fun this year. Yeah, definitely. Is it your second year teaching? Yes. Yeah. Cool. So last year um, was the very first year, 2017-2018, that um, Chesterfield County started the program. So it was really fun. I was one of um, 10 teachers who started it in the county and we're up to being in 22 schools, I believe, this year. So we practically doubled the program essentially from the first year to the second year. And so my first, I know, and my first year it was just kind of building my program. What do I want my kids to do in my classroom? And then the second year, the school year, the 2018, 2019 is, okay, I know what I'm doing in my classroom. How can I help support my teachers so that they're able to do STEAM in their classroom too? So the students aren't seeing it in an isolated situation for 45 minutes once a week. How can they see it throughout the week in their classroom? Oh, so you also are a support for the teachers? Yes. So that's something that I put myself out there for because I think it's really important 
to have steam in the classrooms and getting the kids doing it more because what I don't want to see is kids just sitting in desks, taking notes in their notebooks and doing practice problems on worksheets. I want teachers to see that they can still get the practice and apply it in their room in a fun project setting. So I've been putting myself out there to help them and how can I support them doing that. That's awesome. That's something that I want to start doing next year more. I've done it a little bit this year, but mostly this year was basically just trying to get everything, all of the new uh, materials that we have and just trying to right. learn them as I go. And it's been like wild. I told my principal just the other day, I said, um, so I think I'm going to have a completely new curriculum next year. And he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That first year you definitely find like what works, what doesn't. I absolutely love this lesson. So I'm going to do it again next year. Or that didn't go like I thought it would. So we're just going to scrap that and try something new. Oh, yeah. And it's like um, learning all the different um, like gadgets and technology and everything that's in the room and realizing that there's so much more that I can do than what I did this year, simply exactly. because this year was just a learning and introduction year. For sure. And what I found was really helpful for both me and for the teachers in the building to know what resources we have available is I worked um, for the first like September, October, the first two months of creating an inventory online so that they could see, they could pull up um, the spreadsheet from their classroom. They didn't have to go digging through a closet to find it. And I organized it by these are our science materials, our math materials, and just our STEAM and general materials. So they can see what we have available. Okay, if you have a question of how do I use this, come to me and we can sit down and plan a lesson together. So that's been really nice to get them to see what materials we have and helping them realize how they can use it in their classroom. That's awesome. So they can basically book the materials for their yes. own classrooms? Oh, wow. Yes. That's really cool. Because the, what I don't want to see is our materials just sitting on a shelf when I'm not using them because I can't use all the cool robots all the time. So oh, yeah. how can I get it out into the classroom more? Yeah, that, um, that's also something that I want to work on next year too. I'm, um, I just got the okay to have like a mobile cart basically. And oh, cool. I want to have um, basically so teachers can book the cart and I'll um, just have different materials in the cart throughout the mm -hmm. year and if there's something that they want um I can see if I can make sure that it's on the card for when they book it that kind of thing right so basically just getting steam into the, um all the classrooms just more frequently instead of just when I see the kids exactly that's very important yeah all right so I want to hear all about this award that you're a finalist for um, so, uh, Richmond, Virginia, which is the city that we're a county outside of, they um, have an organization called RVA Tech, and they help promote technology just around Richmond in general, in businesses, and in education. So, um, they actually nominated me for um, an award for education in technology. And That's so cool. So I can actually apply that uh, for what I'm doing in the classroom. <laughs> I know. I've completely what's going off. <laughs> I know. Hold on. I'm stepping outside. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. I'm sure every single one of the listeners would understand. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the morning announcements always come on when I'm having a, like some kind of conversation with a teacher or I'm on the phone with, like, right. um, with a parent or some of that. I'm like, sorry, just hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so awesome. And there's a, um, is there like a award ceremony or something? I was looking yeah. it up online and it looks really cool. Like people get to come like meet you basically like a mingle thing. Yes. Yeah, so for the first part, um, it was a few weeks ago when anybody who was nominated was um, offered to come to our reception. And then that's when they announced the finalists. So you got to mix and mingle with different people that we don't normally get to see in the education world. That's so and cool. See, it was um, businesses and how they're using technology in different ways. So we got to meet them. And then once the finalists were announced next week on May 8th, um, we have a big gala that all the finalists get to go to. And from what I hear, it's a big hoopla and it's a lot of fun. And then they actually announced who their um, award winners are for each of the categories. Wow. And if, if you were to win the award, is um, there like some kind of grant involved or? There is not a grant involved with this one. It's just kind of that recognition. And then they were, have um, business mentors that help you as far as how can we get your name out there and what your classrooms are doing and what your school oh, wow. is doing to help promote these are these really cool things going on in our schools right now. That's awesome. And if you were to promote that and be able to work with the businesses, then I'm sure there'll be other businesses that want to work with you. And then it'll just be an even greater experience for the kids. Exactly. That's my hope because it's so cool to be able to connect with the local businesses and have them come in. And you can have engineers from your local colleges come in or businesses in general. Like I partner um, with Dominion Power, which is our big power company down here in our area. And they have an entire environmental team. And I'll have the biologists come in and speak with the kids of this is what we're doing. And this is how you can apply coding that you're doing in the classroom to create an app that tracks the number of fish that we see in um, the lake where we have a power plant. So it's really cool for them to be able to see how it can be applied in the real world. Oh, that is so awesome. Oh, I'm jealous. I like want to be a fly on the wall and come in <laughs> and like, see your classroom and like see all this stuff happening. It's so cool. I know. I, that's what I love about Twitter is that it gives you that good glimpse, even if it's just a quick glimpse, but to be able to see what people are doing in the classroom and to connect educators together. I mean, that's where I've gotten so many of my ideas. Or if I have questions and I want to try something, reaching out to other teachers on the Twitter community and being like, have you done this before? If you did, how did you get it to work? Do you have any tips or tricks? Yeah. I love running stuff by on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I love Twitter. It's the best tool. It's, it's just, it's completely transformed my teaching. I completely like my agree. outlook. Yeah. I actually just joined, it's been about a year and a half now. Um, thanks to my principal. Uh, we read Kids Deserve It by Adam Welcome and Todd Nessaloni. And they were big proponents in their book about Twitter. And I was like, ah, I guess I'll try it. And I jumped on and it's just completely changed everything that I do in my classroom. Yeah. It's just so great to be able to talk to people all over the world and just bounce ideas off of everyone and I don't exactly. know exactly it makes it feel like I at least in my job because it's I'm the only steam teacher you know um right. it's hard to bounce ideas off of people that aren't also doing steam you know what I mean like when oh, I was yeah. a, when I was a math and science teacher I had all the other math and science teachers in the grade to talk to right. them about but this one this job it's different because I don't have that little network within my own school. So it's so nice to be able to talk to other STEAM teachers like you. Exactly. You're from Virginia. When would we ever have met <laughs> if it wasn't for Twitter, right? 
Right. And it's like going, I mean, we get to go to fun conferences sometimes, but that same one or two day event, I mean, Twitter is like a conference every single day. You can connect with those people, see what they're doing in the classroom. And um, I mean, without Twitter, we wouldn't have those experiences, especially in our unique positions where we don't necessarily have somebody in our building with us or even within our county or district with us that can help us with the planning process and throwing out ideas. Yeah. Oh, I love Twitter. <laughs> um, I want to chat to you, chat with you about uh, just how your classroom runs. Cause you, you said you see the kids 45 minutes once a week. Yes. And grades K through five. Correct. So do you have, um, units that you do, or is it more like single lessons? How does, how do you run it? So I kind of do a mix of both. With the younger kids, K2, I do single lessons because at the beginning, I found that they were having a hard time, especially kindergarten and first grade, doing it one week and having a week gap and coming back to it. They yeah. weren't remembering exactly, well, what was my plan? What was this plan for? How can I apply what I did last week to this week. It was just too much. Mm -hmm. So having those quick one-week lessons for K2 has been really nice um, so that they can get the um, success that they need. Or if it's a failure, that's good too. Because I always say they, you don't want them to be successful all the time. They learn so much from failing and figuring mm -hmm. out how can I fix it to make it better. Um, and when they're able to get that within the same week, I think that I see more gains than if I were to drag that on several weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. um, now, with my older kids, the three through five, um, I do both single lessons and unit lessons. So we might have a three or four week project, depending on exactly what we're working on, and then a quick one week activity. Um, but it's really fun with them because we have notebooks that we use, and I'm able to have all of their information there. So it's kind of like a portfolio, and they carry it with them from year to year. And they have oh, cool. all their plans and their designs and what they're creating and how they are improving their designs. And so they're able to take that with them and say, okay, now as fifth graders, well, what did we do as fourth graders? And they can see the growth just in themselves without me even having to tell them. Because it's funny, at the beginning of the year, they'll flip back and they're like, oh, I did that in fourth grade. I'm doing so much better now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, co that's cool. That's, um, it's like a little portfolio, you said? Yes. Is it um, a paper notebook or is it an online notebook we do just the marble composition paper notebook oh cool yes taking it old school yes it is taking it old school but i like it because it teaches them those basics of planning yeah um especially because we talk about architects engineers draw their plans labeling mm -hmm. especially um it gets them off the computers for a little bit and yeah. gets them thinking and basics of what do i need to do before I get on the computer and I design whether it's 3D printing and Tinkercad. How can I look at it on paper first? Oh yeah, no, I really like that. I mean, how many how many times when you're thinking of brainstorming or or coming up with plans or something like that, do you take out a notebook and or a piece of paper and you just start doodling or writing down ideas? Right. I definitely exactly. think that's kind of like a lost a lost art right now. Right. I think it'll make a comeback. But. Exactly. And they love that we call it the imagine stage. I tell them we're not in groups yet. This is for you to do by yourself. Draw out any and everything that you think about when you're given a challenge. And it just gives them a moment to decompress before they're thrown into a group and they've got to share out their ideas. And it helps the kids, especially the ones who aren't very comfortable in a group setting, that they know that they're coming to the group with something in mind to be able to share. Yeah, that's a really great idea. 
Hmm. I think I might steal some ideas from you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Teachers beg, borrow, and steal, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I've said this too many times for, you know, it to be normal. But as someone told me, I don't know, years and years ago that a good teacher is a great thief or a great teacher is a good thief or something like that. And yes. it's so true. It's so true. Because you just got to take ideas and, and make them to fit your classroom and, you know. Right together. Um, all right. So the last thing that I want to chat with you about is um, a topic I've never talked about. So I'm kind of excited. Uh, you said that you, ha <clears throat> you said that you had a baby five months ago and I yes. have uh, a baby. I had a baby two months ago and, um, and I also have a toddler and I just wanted to chat with you about how having kids has if it has impacted teaching. Cause I know when I had my toddler, my whole teaching perspective changed. And I think it changed um, in a great way. I just, I look at everything with a wider lens now and right. just even seeing him grow up and I'm thinking like, hmm, I wonder what he's going to be interested in. And just seeing myself as a teacher and knowing that these kids are, um, like someone's son and someone's daughter and I would exactly. never I would never want to squash any of their ideas or anything like that and when they're excited right. like I'll make sure I'm excited with them and and not that I wasn't already doing that I just feel like I'm doing it like just so much more with just a different sure. like a mom perspective you know what I mean yeah so what do you say, think I definitely amplifies I think everything because you have all these emotions attached to your kid and yeah. then you look at your students and while you love them before you've got that new connection where you're like I have my own son or daughter and these are somebody else's kids too and I love them even more I want them to get excited and I want their parents to see their excitement in their learning because that is so important for their creativity and imagination and being able to have that thrive in the classroom is so important. You said it perfectly. Oh my God. That is like, that's <laughs> what I was trying to say. And you just like, Oh wow. That's, that's exactly right. Um, I don't know. And I just feel like after having kids, I'm more motivated to, to look up more things and to explore and try and not be afraid to fail. And, um, right. it's just, it's totally changed my perspective. Um, which I think is really awesome. And I think it's something to talk about because so many times, unfortunately the stigma is like, Oh, after so, uh, um, a woman has kids and she doesn't focus on her career or right. that career goes down the tubes or whatever. I was even at a conference last year. Um, it was a STEM conference and mm -hmm. There was this older man, and he was talking to a younger. She was in her twenties, um, mm -hmm. lady, and she and he was asking like, "Oh, have you had kids yet?" And she was like, "No, I haven't had kids." He's like, "Don't do it for a while. It'll totally, you know, squash right. your career." And I was like, "Oh, I wanted to interrupt the conversation and be like, no, 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 no." <laughs> yes, for sure. You know, I don't know. I and think it's just made me a just a better person overall. I completely agree. And I think for me, like seeing my personal growth in my career this year, even having a kid at the same time has been so important because I think for women, a lot of times they see when I have kids, I can't grow in my career and I can't have both a family and the kids. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is hard to find that balance and what's going to work and what doesn't. 
But at the same time, you need to see, like, for me personally, I've been able to be nominated for an award, to be on podcasts talking with people. I've been working with Breakout EDU to create games, uh, like escape rooms in the classroom. And I've been able to do all of this while having my son. And I think that's so important for women everywhere to see. Like, it's not a one or the other kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your career can take off after you have kids, too. Like, it can be a totally different route like what you're doing right now it's totally different from a couple years ago when you didn't have your little your little guy and same um um, this year I had uh, the brand new steam lab and I also had a baby I was like (laughs) oh my god like when I like when everything kind of came together and I realized it was all happening this year I was like oh my gosh like this is gonna be wild but it made me so motivated to make sure that I had all of the curriculum ready to go and, and wanted to make the kids still excited and, and trusting my sub who's been amazing. It's definitely not an easy sub position to walk into. Right. Same here. Yeah. You know, before I went out on maternity leave, I created all those plans. I mean, I didn't have to more than about two weeks, but I knew for me and my classroom, I wanted my kids to still have that same experience as if I was there. Yeah. And my sub was absolutely amazing. And she was a little hesitant at first. And she walked in, she was like, this is what teaching should be. And she just had a fantastic time with it. Exactly that. Oh, that's yes. That's exactly what's happened um, with me too. And my sub and for anyone that's listening, I did ask her to come on the podcast and talk about her experience. So we'll see if we'll see if she does. Fingers crossed. Oh, I look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Be cool. But this has been awesome, Brittany. I don't want to hold you because I know that this is your prep. And um, but I do want to ask you one more thing. How can listeners reach out to you? I'm on Twitter at Imagineer Steam. It's I-M-A-G-I-N-E-E-R Steam. And I get that from, because I'm a huge Disney fan, um, like the Imagineers when they're creating. So you can look me up. Are you one of those people that go to Disney like every year? Oh, yes. Multiple times a year. (laughs) Multiple times (laughs) a year. We were actually just there about a week ago. (laughs) You took your five-month-old to Disney? I did, yes. Wow. And it was so much fun. He absolutely loved it. Like fireworks for his jam. <laughs> wow, good for you. That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, this has been awesome. And uh and make sure to reach out to Brittany. She's doing some really cool things. We found each other on Twitter and now I just need to know everything she's doing all the time and we chat <laughs> on Twitter. Um, so I'm sure anyone that's listening, you guys will definitely get some amazing ideas from her. So make sure to follow her. And uh, if you don't know, my Twitter is steam up the CLSRM and you can find um, other podcasts on steam up the Thanks everyone for listening. 